Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Golden Arches, written by Al Sporno. So I want to know, Ebra Garunth IV said, just uh, what in the waste reclamation sack we're gonna do about the humans? Lassiter, Minister of Public Safety, merely leaned back in her chair and sighed quietly under her breath. Another freaking meeting where he's just going to ramble about the mecha damned humans again. If only his sister had been eldest and taken the throne instead. At least the Yerenth isn't a complete fool. Garenth glared at the minister of war, Jingath. I'm waiting, minister. Jingath hissed with frustration. What do you want me to say, lord? I've already told you this isn't a situation that can be fixed militarily. Are you saying that we can't win a war with them? Garenth demanded. That your naval forces aren't up to the challenge. What do I pay you for? At least, Leon Sitter thought, the Emperor didn't pick me first. Of course, what public safety has to do with the humans, I can't imagine. The Minister of War met his Lord's gaze impassively. Of course not, Lord. While the human navy is impressive for the size of their domain, their technology is similar to our own now. We still outnumber them in line ships by approximately two to one. Garen smiled. So, uh, we can beat them. Why do you recommend against fighting them? Afraid for your petty parade troops. Nothing so simple, Divine Majesty. Jinkath explained calmly. We outgun them, but we also have to defend more territory than they do, which gives us certain disadvantages in terms of the fleet deployments. The admirals have war-gamed the scenario out of the Sims. With our best minds playing both sides, we win approximately 71% of the time. We fight to a draw 11% of the time, and they win 18% of the time. I don't recommend taking a 1 in 5 chance of destroying the Empire because some are annoying restaurants. The Emperor calmed down, his temper receding momentarily. Well, uh, I suppose not. Still, this problem has to be solved. I'm tired of seeing human hegemony spread like this. Disease across the universe. His eyes found the economic minister, Talat. The economic minister smiled. Lassiter breathed a sigh of relief. Of all ministers, Talat was probably the brightest, far smarter than the emperor, and at least possessing more subtlety than Jingath. Lord, Tala began, thus far the human businesses have not hurt our economy. On the contrary, we've seen a modest uptick in gross domestic product over the last decade. Our trade relations appear to be granting us a significant boost in output. As much as I sympathize with you seeing their garish advertisement schemes every time I leave my apartment. And you know what that place costs. I never thought the humans would camp out in my neighborhood. If we try use economic sanctions against him, we will hurt ourselves badly. Gareth frowned, but had nothing further to say on that matter. He turned his face to Lassiter. Now then, what about public safety? Lassiter gulped. 
Lord, I don't know what you mean. Frick, I had really hoped to avoid the subject. Surely these humans have had some impact on crime, on accidents. Oh yes, Lord, crime tends to drop slightly around their enclaves. The effect is minor and could just be statistical noise. Accidents, on the other hand, are quite common with them. Humans, in general, seem rather careless with their own lives. But thus far, the only casualties of poor human safety practices have been uh, other humans. Aside from that, I don't know what I could do. When they are not selling their garish kitsch, they are quite sent. Geranth slammed his fist down onto the meeting table with a fury, splintering the fine head that would... I don't care. I'm tired of seeing my freaking younglings listening to human music. I'm tired of seeing them spend their credits in these freaking human restaurants. I'm telling you, they are changing us into them. Did you know that I came home to see the crown princess playing on a human video game? She told me to freak off when I told her to stop. And then I come home to find out that she's been gaining weight. Again, because of those freaking donuts she's eating. Human food is so, uh, uh, vulgar. So that's what this is about. The crown princess tells daddy that she's not his little hatchling anymore, and you just blow your freaking top. Only you're the emperor, so now you have to come in here and make it everybody's problem. But Garanth was on a roll. At this point, I don't care if it damages the economy. I want them out. Put their businesses under the interdict. Disavow the trade treaties. All of it. Dalet frowned. It was the first time Larset had saw the economic minister actually let negative emotion show on her face. Lord, it'll cost us. The people have become used to the standard of living. If we take it away... The sitter waved a finger claw in agreement. She's right, Lord. The populace has been quiet since the revolt of 37, but that's mostly because they've seen a marked increase in wages. If we take that away from them, I can't predict how internal dissension will shake out. It would probably be bad, though. Maybe you should do it, and maybe the peasantry will put your sister on the throne to fix things after you frick them up more than a good bird jumping on their own nesting grounds. Minister of Relations, Elleth, tapped a finger claw to attract the Emperor's attention. Speak, Elleth, the Emperor ordered. I may have a partial solution, Elleth said. If my colleagues are right about the fortunes of war, economics, and domestic threats, and I'm sure that they are, you're just covering your rear. Everybody knows you hate our guts and wouldn't hesitate to stick a knife in them if you thought that you could get away with it. Then, uh... Perhaps a solution can be found in public relations. Go on, Garanth ordered, before chewing on some Yelsa fruit and sitting back down in his ornate conference room chair. Yes, Lord, Elleth said submissively. Well, see, the populace needs a good example to follow. If we can't ban human trade with us, perhaps we could discourage it. But not openly. We are the rulers of Alta, under your divine rule, of course. Of course, Garanth responded darkly. Yes, well, Lord, what we can do is set an example. We make sure to patronize only good Alton businesses. Stay away from all those human places. I know it is difficult with your daughter, but perhaps she could be, um, enticed to abandon the human trappings. As for the rest of us, well, we can create some puff pieces with the press, make a big show of being a true to the Alton culture. 
We don't mind the human business, you see, but we don't really think that they are needed either. Lasted to frowned. Lord, that may work, but that's only going to slow the economic damage Tallet spoke of. Eventually, the public will wise up to it. Garanth glared at her. Nonetheless, we're going to do it. From now on, nobody in government patronizes a human business. We stand together against the human kitsch. We don't need their trinkets or their junk food. The long-winded speech about Alton culture supremacy went on for another hour, and Lucita resisted yawning only by the barest thread of self-control. This song and dance, as the humans had said, had been done already several times before. The emperor would storm into the conference room, angry at humanity, and the ministers would tell him there's nothing real could be done without taking extreme risks. And Edith would carry favor by suggesting something that wouldn't work, but wouldn't be seen to be ineffective for a long time. Why did I get into politics again? Oh yeah, because my mother had been a minister. And you're not a true member of this family if you haven't obtained your titles. What a load of excrement. Eventually, Gareth dismissed his ministers, and she was able to mercifully slip out without being cornered by his divine majesty. She checked the timekeeper. Only a few cycles before my meeting with the Secretary of Capital Security. Frick, I'm hungry. Around her were several Alton restaurants she frequented from time to time, but she knew by experience it would take at least 30 cycles to get food to her table, even as an imperial minister. She passed them by, walking down the bustling street of the capital city. She found herself in front of a capital security building after several cycles, and of course, no other restaurant could be found, except the great Golden Archer's sign stood promptly next door. Atlans were lined up outside the restaurant, which, uh, despite its long lines, tended to have a reputation for service far faster than similar Alton facilities. Oh, frick it. The Emperor has probably forgotten all about his big speech again and is buried up to his neck in harem females right now. What a perv. Larsita walked inside and flashed her minister's badge that got the locals' attention. Excuse me, minister, please go ahead. A nameless Alton at the front waved her to the head of the line. She bowed promptly. Thought not, she noted. As low as the peasants used to bow, I wonder about that. But her growling stomach did not have the patience for such introspection. The great human clown greeted her as she perused the menu kiosk screen. Welcome to McDonald's. I'm loving it, the AI said. Big Mac, extra value meal, please. Large size. With a Coke, she ordered. The apple pie also intrigued her. The tablet had said that it was good. And, uh, one apple pie. Of course, minister, the AI said. She frowned slightly at that. But her government discount was automatic. It had been part of the last treaty negotiations. As was typical, the cost was quite reasonable. The service was swift. A human brought the food out to her. Most of the restaurants were automated, of course, but the humans insisted on some personal service. Here you are, ma'am, the human said it cheerfully in a passable atlan. Enjoy, and please let us know if you need anything at all. The burger was not the best food that she'd ever had, of course, but it was nonetheless addictive in its own unusual human way. Something about it made her come back again and again. And Coca-Cola is divine. I don't care what the Empress says. And these fries, as the humans call them, oh, 
She was going to be putting on the kiddos again if she let herself fall back into this routine. But where else could she get a meal in minutes? Atlan chefs were much too proud to produce food this quickly or in such automated fashion, and somehow, human food was just, um... Her ears caught the rise in the crowd's tenor, and she felt the fearful shivel down her spine. The Emperor! Someone in the line exclaimed, He's here! Excited murmurs rose like a crescendo through the crowd in outside the restaurant, bodyguards flanking the entryway. Frick! Lissetta swore, wolfing down her last precious bites of burger and stuffing the apple pie into her pocket. She looked around for another door, but nothing could be seen, except for the automated kitchen area, and that would require making herself visible. Instead, she decided to move to the last table in the corner and turn her back, hoping maybe the emperor and his guards wouldn't pick her out of the crowd and other patrons. But why did he come here? Did he have my ID tagged or something? Please, your divine majesty! An Atlan at the front of the line said as he bowed to the floor, Take my spot! Welcome to McDonald's! I'm loving it! The kiosk said. Twenty-piece chicken nugget meal with a barbecue sauce, the emperor said, with a Dr. Pepper large size. What? But he said... Confusion overcame her, and despite her fear, she could not resist turning to see what was happening. As if her ears were not good enough. But your divine majesty, I thought you said no more. One of the guards began, echoing her own thoughts. The other guard, probably the wiser of the pair, elbowed his comrade in the gut. Shut up, you moron, he said quickly, barely audible over the ruckus outside. In any event, the emperor apparently did not notice, or perhaps did not care. A human brought out the emperor's food even more swiftly than her own had been delivered, almost like the humans expected the emperor's arrival. Here you go, your divine majesty, the human said sweetly. Same time tomorrow. The emperor merely nodded, reaching into the bag and sampling some french fries. His eyes caught Lassita staring, mouth agape at him, all attempts at hiding herself forgotten. He walked towards her, leaning over and whispering, Say nothing of this to the others. Lassita gulped. Yes, lord, I mean, of course I won't say anything, lord. A man has to have his nugs. I still hate humans, and I'd probably have them thrown off the planet tomorrow. Well, after my usual order, anyway. The emperor turned his back on her, cape swirling behind him. The bodyguards wisely said nothing else. We're so freaking doomed, Lucita thought. How did they conquer us without a single freaking bullet? The divine smell of freshly cooked french fries answered her question. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.